Hello, and welcome to Pop Culture Hangfire with Christian and Gabriel. Uh, the podcast where we normally uh, would have gone through the 80s year by year, um, learning about pop culture and, every, and references that are now relevant or things that we wanted to, we didn't know about. But today, it's different. I guess it, the question is, how long do we let the music play, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's spooky, everybody. Okay. So, yeah, it's the Halloween special uh, because it's close to Halloween. And, you know, we're, we stay relevant. That's our thing. It's what we do. So we thought, let's, let's talk a little bit about Halloween. And, and let's start with what Halloween is to us, right? So I'll go first, right? So Halloween experience. Growing up, we didn't really do Halloween. We lived in apartment complexes in, in um, you know, like the less desirable areas of Los Angeles. And, um, you know, like people weren't even doing like the, the you know, like the same building, you know, floor. Knock on, knock. None of that stuff happened. Like the most Halloween we, I got growing up was at school. Usually school would have, you know, those little things that they would do around the school. But outside of that, at home, I definitely didn't get it. And then by the time we were living in a neighborhood that had houses, I was in like my early teens. And I was too cool for that, you know, hanging out with the right kind of people. So I wasn't, you know, I wasn't doing that. Damn right. Um, I think the only Halloween I ever I ever really remember celebrating was the one that I've talked about where my friends and I paid the security guard at the Foo Fighters show for the Halloween uh, K-Rock show where we uh, where we got in there. And that and honestly, the, the most I did was I wore a, a Punisher sweater the with the, you know, with the skull emblem and painted to my face, you know, with the with the skull also, which was I thought that was a Halloween costume. Uh, and yeah, so and then like later on in my 20s and my 30s, it was usually going with like another person and their kids you know um trick-or-treating or like helping them do something um that had to do with halloween in their homes and stuff like that so for me halloween was never like a big thing again it was it was uh what school did and then later on what my friends did and then i would go with them but never something i initiated or even or even tried i think if i remember right never was never a big halloween person but i did like a lot of what happened, you know, with like the candy, obviously, and things like that. So that's that's pretty much my Halloween experience, really, growing up. Not much to say. You, Gabe? Uh, fair. Similar, honestly. Um, apartments as a kid and not as much um, of a friendly neighborhood to do to be in. And even even when we were in uh, living with my grandparents, this, that wasn't a street you could uh, you could trick or treat because Cause you had there was no sidewalk. Was that? Because you lived in two acres and your neighbor was uh, half a mile away. <laughs> it, was, it was almost one whole acre, but there was no um, these streets. It's it, historically that area would flood the infrastructure, and so like, you had these super high curbs and there weren't sidewalks. It wasn't it wasn't designed to be walkable. Oh, okay. So yeah, so it really wasn't the sort of thing that you would you would go do. So my my standout childhood Halloween memories is uh, in my years in uh, gymnastics. 
that class, whoever the, the lady that taught that she was super into Halloween. Okay. And so we would have a Halloween party every year. There would absolutely be a Halloween. You would come in costume. There'd be candy. There'd be, you know, uh, like a potluck, like it would be a whole thing. So that was like the most standout from my childhood Halloween type memory. And then as soon as I saw star Wars, I was, I was Luke Skywalker every year after it, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Without fail. I, like, I, like throughout my childhood there for like, you know, years, like it was, it was, it, it was Return of the Jedi, Luke, like it was black on black. I had, I had the lightsaber, the toy lightsaber. And uh, yeah, that was, that was my childhood Halloween. And then as I got uh, older, I've done similarly, like we moved again and then like, it would be friends who had younger kids you'd kind of go with then into adulthood it's it became an excuse to go have a halloween party in costume but instead of candy you were just consuming large quantities of alcohol you know so two things uh it's funny how as a kid you dressed up like luke skywalker but as an adult you look like obi-wan there you go <laughs> i mean now now i am the master and uh, and secondly you mentioned uh, Luke Skywalker, and it made me think of Mark Hamill. I did watch Big Red One, the movie that we that we talked about from 1980. Oh yeah, not great, right? <laughs> so it's a it's a war movie. It has a very Italian feel to it for some reason, but it's one of those movies where there's like a narrator telling their story of what they went through, you know? Oh, okay, but yeah, not yeah. not very well done because it's too clean and too nice. You know, uh, Mark Hamill, actually, it was great to see him outside of that role because I don't think I've ever really, really seen him act outside of uh, Luke Skywalker. Yeah. So that was cool to see. And then the other part was like, you know how like some people when they try to act tough, it looks like they're acting tough. And some people, it just comes natural to them to look to act tough. Like when I think of the movie Platoon, right? Like at no point do you ever think Tom Berenger is not tough. Like he exudes tough. He doesn't even have to, to be tough, right? But I remember like watching uh, Casualties of War, uh, the, the Michael J. Fox uh, war movie, where people where like, I think uh, Dylan McDermott is trying to act like the tough, like seasoned, you know, uh, sergeant. And you're like, ah, it's just not coming out right. So in this movie, in Big Red One, did you ever see the movie, uh, uh, well, Revenge of the Nerds? Uh, it's been a long time. Yeah. But yeah. The lead actor of that movie. Imagine him as a tough, gritty, uh, cigar chewing, you know, <laughs> it just, it he was just too clean and too nice. Like you, you couldn't pull it off. And then you have Lee Marvin, who is an exceptional actor. And that was his bread and butter. And you're like, it's weird to see a dude who knows how to be this type of tough and then to see these kids trying. Now, Mark Hamill's character is in between, so his act, his character worked out just fine. Yeah. But I kept falling into like, oh, these guys are not working. And then the movie ends up being like serious and silly and slapstick. And you're like, wait, is this a serious movie? Is this... Because the narration is very serious. So anyway, yeah. I watched World, it. World War II, notably slapstick. Slapsticky. So I watched it... Um, it 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 was yeah it was um let me just say it was it was a little tough to watch not gonna lie not gonna lie um but I did watch it I I did follow through and I was like okay this is uh yeah no it's a, it's a, 
<laughs> a little bit to do to 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 yeah yeah uh no it, actually and you talking about an adult and going to halloween parties did remind me i did participate in one halloween party as an adult in my early 30s or late 20s when i was in miami there was one of those adult like the bar had been reserved for uh my my buddy juan's um production slash comic book company they were going to show some of their independent films that that they made that year and they had pretty much closed out the bar for them and i remember dressing up like a hillbilly at the time putting on a uh, a mullet you know blacking out some teeth ripping the sleeves off my shirt type of thing i remember doing that specifically and that was like 2009 maybe 2010 so that's the last time i participated in a Halloween related event and it was very specific for that situation. But yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the ho- the history of Halloween. So for the episode I did look go back into it and I'm like, well, you know, let's let's just see what we know and what we don't know about where Halloween comes from, right? So so Pope Gregory the 3rd designated November 1st as a time to honor all saints, right? So soon after that, All Saints Day was incorporated with some traditions of something called Samhain. Sa- Samhain. Mm, yeah. Uh, and that the evening before was known as All, S- All Hallows' Eve, later known as Halloween, right? So Halloween's origins do date back to the Celtic festival, Sa- uh, Samhain, or Soin, Soin, Samhain. The Celts, who lived uh, 2,000 years ago, mostly in the area that is now Ireland and the United Kingdom and a little bit of northern France, celebrated their, their new year on November 1st. That's, that's where that comes about. So the, the day marked the end of summer and the harvest and the beginning of the dark, the winter. And the time of year was often associated with human death for some reason, right? So the Celts believed that on the night before the new year, the border between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred. And on the night of October 31st, they celebrated Samheim or Soim, when it was believed that the ghosts of the dead returned to the earth. So the Celts... Very spooky. Very spooky. So the Celts thought, uh, the Celts thought that the presence of the otherworldly spirits made it easier for the Druids or the, the Celtic priest to make predictions about the future you know, like the long, dark winter and everything like that. So to commemorate the event, the Druids built just enormous bonfires where the people would gather to burn the crops of the dead and 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 animals and, as sacrifices for the, the deities. deities. Um, so during the celebration, the Celts also wore costumes, typically consisting of animal heads and skins. So very pagan uh, in its origin, right? So then when the Roman Empire comes and conquers most of the Celtic territory, they add two festivals to the Samheim, which is the, um, the Fera, Feralia, a day in late October where the Romans traditionally commemorated the passing of the dead. And the second day they honored was Pomona, and it was the Roman goddess of fruits and trees, so the harvest. So they kind of put those two together. And then obviously, like by the 19th century, the influence of Christianity had spread into the Celtic lands. And uh, in 1000 AD, the church made November 2nd, All Souls Day, a day to honor the dead. And it's and obviously it's it's widely believed that the church was attempting to replace the Celtic festival 
or Celtic festival of the dead with a related more church sanctioned event and holiday or festival, you know, because you can't have them. Uh, pagans have their own stuff. You got to make bring religion into it. Got to co-opt it. So All Souls Day, the, the church uh, sanctioned holiday was celebrated very similar to Samhain. Um, with big bonfires, parades, people dressing up in saint, uh, in costumes uh, as saints, angels, and devils. And then same thing, right? The All Saints Day celebration was also called All Hallows or All Hallow Mass, which is like the um, uh, old English word for uh, Hallow Messes, uh, which is basically a translation of All Saints Day. So they were just playing around with words, which was, again, the night before All Saints Day. So, yeah, just, again, All Saints Day, uh, All Hallows Eve, eventually Halloween. It all just comes together, right? Um, then in the second half of the 19th century, you have European immigrants uh, migrating to the United States, bringing Halloween and Halloween celebrations with them uh, in the, what, the, from the 1800s with the Irish-American immigration into the United States. So the colonial Halloween festivities kind of changed a little bit with ghost stories and mischiefs and pranks and stuff like that. So by the middle of the 19th century, the autumn, the annual autumn festivals were very common. Again, not Halloween yet, but Halloween-ish, right? So Minnesota is actually the first and oldest state in the United States that began officially celebrating Halloween. And it was uh, more of a holiday about neighborly get-togethers, about ghosts, about pranks, like we mentioned, witchcraft. And basically... At the turn of the century, Halloween starts to become parties for both children and adults, and it becomes the most the most common way to celebrate the the day. Right between the 1920s and the 1950s, um, trick or treating becomes a thing. You know, it's a it's an inexpensive way for entire communities to to um, to celebrate Halloween, and yeah, and that's how pretty much uh, Halloween became a a tradition in the United States, and it continues to grow. Uh, apparently, it is the second largest commercial holiday f uh, after Christmas, uh, estimating $6 billion annually uh, on Halloween profits. So, there you go, everybody. That's how Halloween came about. The very short, quick answer to, to it. Uh, yeah, and uh, along with that migration, like, uh, apparently, it was more historical to carve turnips in ireland oh really yeah uh but pumpkins are um you know were numerous in america during autumn and they were a convenient uh a convenient substitute and thing that could be carved and that's kind of morphed into carving pumpkins so that makes sense for halloween i mean for thanksgiving there for like pumpkin pie because it's just mm -hmm. and then you've got them all carved out <laughs> <laughs> very nice very nice so let's talk about halloween movies right now i was thinking about this right so halloween movies i don't want to confuse halloween movies with scary movies that are meant or that are watched on halloween because there's a difference right there there is a difference there are scary movies that everybody wants to watch during halloween but then there are movies that are specifically themed for halloween and i think obviously the biggest one that we can all think of is the movie about Halloween called Halloween, right? John Carpenter's Halloween from 
1978? Yes, 1978. Yeah, and it's literally, it takes place on Halloween. Every, I think there's 12 movies now, Halloween movies. Every one of them takes place on Halloween. So it is... Good branding. It is insanely good branding. Insanely good branding. But yeah, I think that's the movie we all think about. But not just because of the name, but it actually is meant to be a Halloween movie. That, I will say, is it. The second movie, and it's a toss-up, actually. Let me say this. And they both came out the same year. Hocus Pocus and The Nightmare Before Christmas. Both very much literally Halloween movies. One is Halloween Town. And one is The Witches Are on Halloween. So, again, like, these are Halloween legit movies. They are not because the Halloween happens in them or that you should watch them on Halloween. No, they are meant to be Halloween. I feel like maybe Nightmare Before Christmas is more Halloween than Hocus Pocus. Because, again, you're talking about Halloween Town. And the methodology of like Christmas Town and Easter Town and all those different places. And Jack is the Pumpkin King. And he is the Pumpkin King. And as you've mentioned, the harvest, I mean, very much that time. Uh, Hocus Pocus, I'll tell you this much. I saw maybe twice, but I have not seen in well over 20 years. I know it's about three witches. And that's all I know. I know it's, I know Bette Midler's in it. I can't remember who the third witch is. I know they re they remade it, like, you know, in the 20 years or 30 years later. But I don't remember much about Hocus Pocus. But I know it's very popular. Yeah, I have seen it uh, similarly, probably like twice actually myself. But I've also known a ton of people who that's their traditional, you know, they can't wait. That's their traditional Halloween movie. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, I have seen a ton of times. I think that's a great movie that, that can definitely be both Halloween and Christmas. I think they're <laughs> both great movies. Uh, but yeah, so so I think those three are, are at the top of the list. The other big one, and it's not a movie, but it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. I think that's a, that's a special, right? It's like a 30-minute special? I think so. I think that's phenomenal. It is, And again, I'm, I'm not only just a huge fan of the Peanuts, but... It is a pumpkin episode, a pumpkin special about the great pumpkin. I mean, it's that is made for Halloween. It's made to it was meant to be shown on Halloween. It is specifically for Halloween. That is a Halloween movie to me or TV show. That special. one that one I did have in my childhood. Um Nightmare I did not have until I got a bit older. That one was not part of my family's Halloween tradition. I so Again, family tradition, not a thing for me. We did not have Halloween family traditions. We did not have Christmas. I made these traditions probably in the last 20 years, to be honest with you. Like, like the fact that I, that I watched like Die Hard, Elf, and you know my, my five set of movies for Christmas, that is something yep. I did in the last 20 years. Did not grow up with like Halloween movies or Christmas movies or Christmas anything. So, so yeah, so this is all very new to me. On the list, I also have... E.T. Because Halloween, I feel like, is a very important part of that movie. Now, a lot happens before and after Halloween. Actually, no, the movie ends on Halloween, right? Because they're still dressed up when they're running away, I believe. Don't quote me, anybody, please. I'm obviously wrong. Um, but I think I think E.T. Should, should be part of a Halloween list. Just because there's a huge chunk of that movie that takes place on Halloween. It's integral to the story. I think so. I think so. Yeah. 
For some reason, I thought Beetlejuice was a Halloween movie, but it's not. It just looks like a Halloween movie. <laughs> it does have all the trappings, yeah. But it does not. It's nowhere near Halloween, if I if I remember. Right. <laughs> I thought of the music video for Michael Jackson's Thriller as a potential Halloween movie, or Halloween related. But it, but I I remember that video. What you know, like he's in a movie theater watching a horror movie that turns into reality. But it just has a Halloween feel to it, which I like. More vibe. Yeah, it definitely has a vibe to it. That, again, n- for no other reason than for the fact that it just feels that way. Like I again, I had I had actually ha- I actually had trouble trying to figure kind of what Halloween movies are in the sense of like not confusing them with um, these are movies that people want to watch during Halloween. You know, the only other one that came up was. And this is dumb because it's it's an earnest movie. So Ernest Scared Stupid, which takes place during Halloween. <laughs> I mean, how can you argue with the uh, storytelling if it takes place on Halloween? But yeah, I, I went through I went through like two lists at least. And I was like, I think people are misunderstanding a scary movie with a Halloween movie, which is a hollow a movie that takes place during the Halloween season with the purpose of the Halloween season. So yeah, I, th- I found that very interesting. So so I guess I'll, I'll put that question to you, right? Like when you think of Halloween movies, what do you think of? Well, I don't think I ever was as careful about it. Like there are certain ones that jump out. I think like you said, there's certain individual movies that jump out and you think this either takes place or is somehow integral uh, as part of the story with Halloween exactly. And given my uh, I'm horror... Uh, and scary movies really aren't my genre. So like I wouldn't be um, seeking those ones out particularly, but I mean, I, I, I would associate probably just because that's what people tend to watch. Your distinction, I think uh, makes a lot of sense. The idea that, uh, well, there's, there's movies you want to watch just because they're scary and it seems appropriate because it's a scary time of year or what is actual Halloween? I, uh, I, I, I hadn't thought of it that way before. But I think that makes a lot of sense. And with that in mind, let's go through the rest of the movies that people on these lists thought, oh, well, these are Halloween movies or movies to be celebrated. So maybe maybe this next section is called movies to be celebrated during Halloween. Right. Like right. Beetlejuice. Like I, I feel like Beetlejuice, you know, but and I think Beetlejuice and like what's the one that everybody dresses up to and they do like midnight showings. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Hor- uh, something Rocky Horror Picture Rocky Show. Rocky Horror Picture Show. I think those two fall under the same category of like... Yeah. But those you can celebrate whenever. But they're well, great. The thing about those two, I think, is that they they have some iconic visuals that people often do costumes. Like those costumes were not... Like those are costumable movies. So yeah, I definitely think those two movies on Halloween probably play really well because of both the costume and cosplay and because the... You know, it's a... It's a dark uh, theme to the movies. Yeah, know? the themes, the, they, they jive with Halloween. Yeah, and I think, like I said, look, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, right? You think scary movies, you think those. There was also Sleepy... Uh, you know what? Tim Burton. I think Tim Burton just makes Halloween-themed movies. Because <laughs> I was thinking about his movies. The Corpse Bride, Sleepy Hollow, um, uh, Franken... Remember that the dog one that he made? So I, I feel like... Most, if not all, Tim Burton movies are inspired and themed by um, Halloween. Seems like it had a strong influence in his life. 
I agree. Somebody had put Donnie Darko on this movie, and I thought, there is a Halloween, because he's in costume. And I was like, oh, okay. If if the movie has enough of a Halloween piece, I guess you could, right? Right. Because that iconic, uh, you know, uh, rabbit is from... Is is from a a, a Halloween a, a costume party of some sort that he goes to. Somebody had put Ghostbusters on the list, and I was like, that would be a fun Halloween movie to watch, right? If you're not going for scary and you're just going for like lighthearted, spooky, spooky, it. I think most Stephen King movies fall under the category that could be watched during Halloween, right? Right, they're I, definitely scary. I've never been a fan of The Exorcist, but. Again, horror movie could be great to watch on Halloween. Well, it has the right vibe too, because like we talked about the histories of Halloween, so the themes of whole of like there being uh, less of a uh, gap between the worlds of like you know the the afterlife or living and dead or whatever. I mean, you got like devil, the devil, you know, being more directly confronted, like sort of feels like a thinning of that veil kind of a thing. So thematically, it seems like it would fit. It would fit. Um, I hadn't thought about this one, but because, again, it's it's an old movie. And I think that, and we've talked about it, but I think, I'm, uh, like, so let me just say the name of it, The Sixth Sense. That's a good, like, movie that keeps a uh, an atmosphere, an environment, you know? Yeah. That it could be scary. I think we forget about that movie because it was, you know, it was M. Night's first movie. And it changed the way, people. You know, we we do the 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 twists at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that because of how many movies he did after, we kind of forget that that movie is actually really good. And I think it could be like you know, it it could be a little bit scary, and it could be a movie that that could set a a good a good tone for a Halloween evening, you know. Then uh, along with The Exorcist, I think Poltergeist movies. I think those are fun. I think those are good Halloween movies. Movies to watch, um, you know, during that. And and, it went, and now, now that I said that, right, I think also your Halloween theme, right, has a lot to do with it. Because you could have a spooky, you know, campy Halloween. Your your um, like we talked about your Beetlejuice, your Rocky Horror, your your Ghostbusters, your uh, Evil Dead. I think those are spooky, campy. You have your legit scary, you know, your Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth, Halloween movies. You have, and then you could potentially do like the cool, the cool kids, you know, like uh, Halloween theme movies, right? So like, uh, like the Lost Boys. It's a little bit scary, but it's cool and fun, and like you know, like Tremors, you know, mm-hmm. like scary but lighthearted and fun and bright and well lit, you know, as opposed to like dark and ominous. Um, and then you also have like, uh, or the Craft. Actually, I just thought of the Craft, the original the Craft. Yeah. You know? You, you, if that's your theme, um, you could totally do that. Eighties had some really great, like scary, Halloween like themed movies. In the sense of like good for a, a good. If you wanted to do an eighties Halloween theme night, you would do. Uh, you would do the Lost Boys. You would do Fright Night. You would do an American Werewolf in London. You know, like that type of thing. I think that there's also the theme of like old school scary. You know, like um, you go back to the 60s and 70s and you do like the original Night of the Living Dead. You know, you do some Twilight Zone stuff. You do like black and white, like 
you know, you kind of know what's going to happen because it's been done a thousand times after. So I think that would be a cool Halloween theme type of movie. I think that a lot of the current um, scary movies or movies that, you know, like that you would watch for Halloween. I think that I think they've lost that because like you think of um, like the Saw movies, right? Like the um, Silent Hills or your um, I feel like some of the current movies are more about like even the remake of it. Right. It's more about shock and awe and yeah. less about the substance of like what they're trying to say, you know? Yeah, everyone's uh, in the more modern era. It's the shock value and like trying to one up the previous movie or somebody else's the competitor to be more graphic, more gory, more jump scary. So it's more the spectacle than. Yeah, because I think the... I think one of the scariest movies I've seen in the last ten years was like Get Out. You know, like that legitimately scared me because it was like almost real. Yeah. <laughs> You know, actually, it's funny. The other day I was going to watch uh, Nope and um, I wanted to watch it on the television. So I was going to rent it on on Amazon, but it is still nineteen ninety nine to rent or buy. And I was like, I can wait. I can wait. Instead, I ended up renting something else for three ninety nine. I was like, you know, I can wait. But I think I think like certain like the ring and that's like what early 2000s. Yeah. Still scared me, you know. It was a it was a good and again I'm saying current for a movie that's 15 years old, but you know like those type of movies still kind of did it. Like I remember, um, was it Keanu Reeves did a movie where like two girls come over to his apartment like knock knock and they like torture him or something after sexing him. You know, like uh, I think uh, zombie movies are kind of like a genre of horror, but doesn't quite fall under Halloween. Like you don't watch um, you don't watch twenty eight days twenty eight days later as a Halloween movie because it's not right. it's not scary like it's weird how a horror movie like that doesn't doesn't quite fit the theme so you know all this to say it's it's just very interesting how Halloween works but yeah true hardcore Halloween movies I feel like we we covered in that although I will say for what it was the Blair Witch Project I think plays well during Halloween. Yeah, I think it's one of those movies that sets a, a specific type of tone. The tone's right, and it's kind of an iconic movie. At this point, isn't it weird space. to say that? It is, it is. I remember when that first happened, and like everyone's talking about it, the buzz it created. And I think uh, the other thing about that movie, too, and I guess that's the other thing. We talk about tone, right, and what you're trying to build in your Halloween experience. If you put that movie in a dark room, the movie's already dark. So you're not getting a lot of right, light into that room to begin with, nope. you know? Like, if you think about the Halloween movie, it happens during the day, it happens during the night. Like, there will be moments when there, the, there's more light in the room based on how the movie, the, the movie you know, is, 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 is playing. But I think something like Blair Witch, where there isn't a soundtrack, there isn't, like, and some ominous theme happening, like in Halloween, you know, that, yeah, that would set the mood for a dark room with very limited light coming from the TV that you're all kind of, like, you know, hovering over. To get that that uh, that um, scare, I think uh, that's actually a very good movie that would set a pretty good tone. Actually, now that I think about it, I think so. Yeah, yeah, and I think every TV show nowadays, right? I think it's very common. Like every like there, I mean, The Simpsons, I think is has the best treehouse horror that's been going for twenty years. 
But I think every TV show has their Halloween special, just like they have a, yeah. a Christmas special and a Thanksgiving special and all that. So I think those don't count anymore. But I think uh, I think exceptionally well done by uh, by The Simpsons. With that in mind, let's uh, let's talk about a little bit about Halloween around the world, right? So we we're not the only ones, obviously, who celebrate it. Uh, I think the biggest one that everybody else knows about is Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead, All Souls Day, that is celebrated in most of Latin America. But I think Mexico, I think, is the ones that really, really own it. But it's a it's a three day event that starts on the 31st and ends on the 2nd of November. And it is one of those things where you're not scared of the dead. You're honoring the dead who on Halloween or through that three day uh, event, the dead come back to visit the earth. So in the in the Dia de los Muertos, you construct these altars honoring the people who have died by decorating them, putting candy and flowers and, and photographs and some of their favorite foods and and everything like that. So that when they come to visit, they have something to. So, again, not a scary thing. I mean, you know, it's supposed to actually be celebrating. It's interesting how we as Latinos embrace the dead while everyone else seems to create myth and lore around them. Ireland currently who gave us Halloween still, still celebrates it um, much like the U S actually uh, with, uh, with some of the Celt Celtic origins with the giant bonfires all over the country, but definitely children still get dressed up and they spend the, the evenings doing the trick or treating in the, in the different neighborhoods and, uh, and people still go to the parties and stuff like that because it originated, originated from there. There is one thing that they still maintain, which is a custom of baking and eating. And I'm, I know I'm murdering the pronunciation of this. Barm brock. It's a mm. dense cake loaded with currants, raisins, and candied citrus. Almost like a fruitcake. Sounds like, yeah. <laughs> um, but it is tradition for the bakers to mix different things inside the dough so that when people eat it, if they get that thing, it kind of tells their fortune, right? If you get a ring, you're going to get married. If you get a little... Yeah, so that's a, that's an ongoing tradition. China and Korea have an interesting one. So well, let's talk about China first, right? So I'm not even going to try to pronounce the uh, the the way they, they say it, but the translation is the Hungry Ghost Festival. And it's not strictly Halloween or, or, or uh, anything like that, but it's an old... A tradition that guides spirits that walk the earth and the reason why it's called the the hungry ghost festival is because the fifth day of the seventh lunar month which is you know it's considered the ghost month um so very much like dia de los muertos they lay out food they lay out water uh photos for the deceased members and then uh the spirits can come in and put their blessings or punishments upon the living relatives based on how they've been doing. Oh, damn. I know. And, uh, and so I said, so yeah, so China. But then in, in, um, in Hong Kong, it, they've embraced Halloween, but outside of the colonial uh, origins. So they've kind of built it around the, um, like the American Halloween experience. But 
you go to Disneyland. <laughs> and and that's the place to go. Uh, and it, it basically becomes a performance of Disney villains where they just do the villains are the good guys on Halloween. You know, just the local flavor, right? That's that's just what their they day. Do. It's their day. In Japan, again, very much like like uh, Hong Kong. They it's a uh, Tokyo Disneyland. It's where they do Hollow American Halloween with trick or treating. Uh, now, while Americans we do pretty decent Halloween costumes, uh, Japanese will go out of their way for legit cosplay. So it's just they go over the top of their costumes, like incredibly too realistic is what they're saying. They do the zombie runs, the flash mobs, street parties. Um, the, apparently, the, the Halloween trains are something to behold in Japan where just the, the train system uh, for the Halloween bashes for the trains just are insane how they turn them into an event. So that 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 was interesting to know that, and, but it, it kind of makes sense because I think we talked about like KFC and Christmas in in, yeah. in Japan. So it kind of yeah. makes sense. It kind of makes sense. They, you import a, a cultural event from outside and just take it to the next level, just because it's like it's a new thing. You amp it up. Yeah. Put a yeah. twist on it. Uh, in Italy, again, um, I will try to pronounce this, but. La Feste di Oginasanti, which is Hollow Mass. November 1st, um, it's All Saints Day. First day of Hollow Mass, which, uh, you know, celebrates Catholic saints. On this holiday, in- Italians will spend their time uh, exchanging gifts with uh, family. On the 2nd, All Souls Day, they commemorate the dead and deceased loved ones. The families will leave uh, chrysanthemums uh, on their graves, attend a, a, a mass for the dead, and eat lots of food. Very, very Day of the Deadish. In Haiti, on November first and second, uh, Haiti Haitians practitioners of voodoo uh, pay their respects to Baron Samidi, the father of the sea spirits. Uh, they will dance in the streets to commune with their. With the, with the dead and walk through graveyards while um, they feed their ancestors from their own table with their food. Again, very much uh, honoring the dead <laughs> through a feast. So there's a similar theme here. There is, there is. In, in, uh, in France, Halloween is, um, is not as celebrated because All Saints Day is more important to them. So they, they don't, uh, they don't, uh, what's the, how Mr. T would say, they don't, Pity the fool who uh, who does uh, Halloween. Very few Halloween costumes on the thirty first, but All Saints Day, however, is a national public holiday uh, for them. Uh, the French will visit uh, special churches, cemeteries, lay flowers on deceased relatives and graves. I mean, just very much honoring the dead. Uh, you know, it's just it seems like everybody does it differently. Hall- Halloween in the Netherlands, by the way. They have definitely taken on the American uh, version of it, uh, commercialism of it. They do have Halloween parties based on on what we do in America. And then we have Portugal, Dia de la Bruxas, or Day of the Witches. Again, roots of Halloween, trick-or-treating, 
But children ask for bread, fruits, or nuts instead of candy. Families will go visit graves of deceased relatives um, on the Day of the Brujas. And they will adorn the graves, the flowers, candles, honoring their ancestors. I feel like, you know, a little bit something going on there about being okay with death and not forgetting that they died and they can come back and take us at any moment. <laughs> but yeah, that's our, that's uh, pretty much all I got for Halloween. It's, yeah, and, and, and again, like, I am in now in Europe, so definitely not a thing <laughs> at all. <laughs> They don't acknowledge the dead here. They don't care about the dead. They don't have superstitions about dead and and ghastly, ghostly ghouls. There is none of that here. I have yet to meet. There's no superstition here, for crying out loud. These people are robots. It's amazing. <laughs> like, it's almost, a, it's almost a joke if somebody if somebody mentions Halloween here. It's 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 uh it's sarcastic. Damn. It's actually very cool in that sense of like, huh. So you guys know hollow no? The dead are dead. <laughs> and there are no such thing as ghosts, goblins, or ghouls here. <laughs> it is interesting, dude, that 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 there is dude. Okay, so I'll say this. It is not even the end of October and, and Christmas stuff is already up. Okay. I guess you got to skip right to the next thing. Because remember, in 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 the states, right? You 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 observe Halloween, and yep. then you prep for Thanksgiving, and next then the the twenty sixth, you are allowed to put your Christmas lights on until it's finally time. You know, here though, because there is no Halloween, there is no Thanksgiving. They can start Christmas in November slash late October. Now, I will say this: one thing I do appreciate about Europeans and the Nordics, is there is something here called gelogi, which is mold wine. Oh, yeah. Oh, and they bottle the fuck out of that shit. And when late October, early November comes, you are inundated with different companies who make their versions of gelogi, and it is delicious. And it goes from 5% to 19%. Just depends what your what your Whatever you're are. into. And it is it is actually really really good. I I had never had glogi up until 3 years ago and I look forward to this season. Just this is my pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> <laughs> and I will have it from November or late October till I think they they cut it off like uh early January. So I have two solid months of it. Before they uh Glogi season. It's it's a bottle of the week, guys. I'm not even lying here. It's delicious. Uh, and here's the other thing. It's mold wine, so you have to drink it warm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so like you take and, and that's the thing, like people make they do homemade stuff too, which is fantastic. Cloves and everything in it. Or like me, I buy the bottle, pour it into a, a, a mug, a coffee mug, and then I put it in the microwave for uh two minutes and forty seconds. And then I have the, you know, the little crisps and the biscuits with it. And it's so delicious. Um, but yeah, I don't know how we went from moving <laughs> to Christmas so quickly, but that's how we do it here. But yeah. Makes sense. Uh, I all right. imagine it's great uh, to particularly to take the edge off of the cold, too, if you're coming in to get some of that, that logie. Thanks for bringing that up, Gabe. 
I will say that this week was the first week that we went under zero mm. Celsius, though. Remember Celsius? Yep. Yeah. Which is only below thirty <laughs> for Americans. <laughs> Still a ways to go. Yeah, yeah. I, I I predict in the next couple of weeks we get snow, and then we get snow for the next four months, and then we get a fake spring for a week or two where we think it's over. Then the snow comes back for two to three, four more weeks. And then in May, we get real real spring slash summer. And then we get summer in June, July. And then we go into fall or fake. Anyway, we'll talk about that when that happens. But yeah, yeah. so we're, we're definitely getting to not a lot of sun, uh, a lot of overcast, wet weather right now as we prepare for the winter that is coming. I am looking forward to it, though. I don't mind it. Again, surround yourself with the things that make you happy, and you're you're never you're never wrong with whatever whatever else is happening outside of your of your uh, surroundings. And with that, we'll say thank you for listening. This is again the Halloween special. Find us at Pop Culture Hangfire on your Instagrams, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>